Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S T-O-L-K-I-E-N and Instagram at Tipples and Tolkien. So cozy up, pour yourself a drink, and come on a journey with us this fall on Tipples and Tolkien. Previously on Second Edition One. There was the bravest moment where I was like, I can't die at least this year. <laughs> Because this show just can't happen without me. You really can't. Make it. It, we wouldn't. We wouldn't make it through one episode. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. Repeat. Action stations. Action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look. And feel. Human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations. Action stations. Set Condition 1 throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition 1, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me on the CIC is the XO Kitsy. What the hell? You can't drink salt water. <laughs> <laughs> Give us another one. Do one like you're a little scared. What the hell? You can't drink salt water? <laughs> That's good, thank you. Is that, is, that how, is that what scared sounds like? I don't... I'm not. I, I Kitsy, don't. Kitsy doesn't get scared. <laughs> yeah, I've never been scared <laughs> in my life. They just get even. Like, uh, <laughs> anyway. I'm so sorry, Caleb. Continue, please. And of course, the former president of the 12 colonies, but always president of our hearts, Andrea. I just realized <laughs> listeners can't see my face, but. And the podcast. <laughs> president of our hearts and the podcast. It's important. We left that part out. That's the most important one, actually. Because if you don't say it every week, it, it becomes not true. Oh, no. Is that how that works? Yeah. Oh. Well, I guess I, I, I'm one of the lucky 10,000 today. <laughs> <laughs> what, Hi, hello. What did I miss? Happy you Valentine's see, because, Day. Beca- because mm. I learned a thing, and 10,000 people learn a thing every day. I think that's how the, the comic goes. Is what, what? What is this? This is, this is not an XKCD podcast, but it could be. No. <laughs> uh, I'll find it and send it to you. There's an XKCD podcast. Uh, comic about uh you know people learning something new every day and uh how the author considers them the you know the lucky i think it's ten thousand. and so when someone's like oh i didn't know that well it's fine that you didn't know that you're one of the lucky ten thousand that learned something today I mean, it's something like that i, I feel like That's there's nice. got to be more than ten thousand people that learn a new thing every day i'm you know ten thousand seems low there's a lot of people in the world and most of them don't know a lot lucky ten thousand. Is the uh, is the comic now? Whether or not that's 
Specifically true. Okay, yeah, he actually uh, he does the math. Oh, okay. Uh, so I'm gonna. I'm gonna I mean, he does. That. He does do the math a lot. So I, I you know, I, if I mean, he, if he did the math, I believe him. I'm just saying intuitively that sounds wrong. Yeah, it I does. Mean, I spent two years in a master's program, and I think I came out knowing less than I knew going in. So it is specifically people in the U.S. as well. Oh, oh okay. Sounds, well, that, that sounds more that like narrows it, it down. It narrows it down significantly from over 7 billion to 330 million to, to like to start. Mm-hmm. So, uh, speaking of the U.S., uh, we're here today talking about the uh, the end of season two of the uh, presumably U.S., although Canadian filmed uh, mm-hmm. 2004 sci-fi series Battlestar Galactica. Uh, and so, uh, as we often disclaim, if you're joining us for the first time, welcome, but you've got some catching up to do, and we uh, we spoil the shit out of things because uh, Andrea is, is watching this for the first time, and so we're discussing everything that Andrea learns and everything that Kitsy and I relearn uh, as we watch this. So strongly suggest going back and starting at the beginning, but we're not here to tell you how to live your lives. So previously on set condition one. Uh, so we did this, uh, we did this once before we did, we recap to the, uh, the first season and talked about all of the, the craziness and the excitement, all of the, the learnings and the theories that, uh, Andrea had. And so we're, we're back here at the end of season two, a season that both started and ended with the worst possible people in charge. <laughs> uh, Accurate. And, uh, I, I, I think it's so appropriate how this season bookends and I'd never really put that, that level of thought into it before, uh, but Andrew, much as we uh, started the the last recap, uh, I want to take a moment and pause and go back to the the, the last episode that we just watched. And uh, now that you've had some time to sit with it and think on it, uh, any additional thoughts come to mind? I still feel bad. <laughs> <laughs> I just I still I still feel real bad. So when we began season two. Uh, the com- then commander, now admiral, but then commander Adama uh, was in the uh, in the sick bay, having just been shot by Boomer. Um, Ty was in charge and uh, doing a real bang up job of it. Uh, definitely not declaring martial law if anyone asks. <laughs> um, and. Rosalind was in the brig mm-hmm. and uh, Baltar was on the surface of Kobol. Cobble, Cobble, uh, and of course, Starbuck had uh, disobeyed orders and jumped back to Caprica. So our main cast was just literally all over the place, uh, and figuratively all over the place as far as their their states of mind and being. And uh, that, I think that that sets a lot of the tone and a lot of the tension for the misadventures of this season. And it's. It's just funny that I wasn't thinking about Starbuck at the beginning of the season. Like, she had jumped ship, gone back to Caprica, and has spent this whole season trying to get back there. And then she finally, you know, this finale ends with her coming back from where she shouldn't have been 20 or whatever episodes ago, having completed the mission that she set out for. That's our girl. Did we talk, speaking of theories from the last episode, I just thought of something. Did we Please. talk last week... I, I can't remember. I can't remember if I forgot to bring this up. Did we talk about um, Cylon dynamics between uh, copies of the same model? 
Let's I think talk we about have it. briefly touched on it, but I don't think that that's a topic that we have uh, done too much of and definitely could stand to uh, revisit. So, Because I was thinking about the only ones we've really seen interact too much. You know, I'll just cut this some of this discussion from this next episode and it'll look like we didn't. And we could save it for this one. Um, <laughs> Beautiful. Because I'm in charge. Because um, I was thinking about when we were watching the two Cavils going back and forth. Mm. How much, how, how. Love that. Yeah. And there, there's it's such a fun dynamic between the two of them. And I was just wondering if there are other instances and if not what we think um, the dynamics are like between other uh, copies of the same model. So like. Oddly enough, I don't think that we've seen a significant amount of mm-hmm. direct interaction between uh, same models. Yeah. Uh, we see them like. Uh, especially the times that we're on the, the planet Caprica and we see them in the background walking around talking to each other uh, and we see uh, the way different copies interact with other Cylons and with humans. Uh, but it's actually very rare for us to encounter them on screen together directly mm-hmm. interacting with one another, at least up until this point. Yeah. Uh, and I think that that's part of what makes that scene so delightful yeah. in addition to, uh, uh, I forget the actor's name, I can find it momentarily, but he plays Cavill so well mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. such a like a grit and humor and, oh, it's just... It's just wonderful. I'm trying to see that I, if I can. Find it's it's just that. so fun to see the two of them kind of volley back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, that little moment. I, I do have I to say, I, it, Cavill's reveal is my favorite of all the Cylon reveals. It's very just, good. Just that moment where you know they've they've already got the one in the brig, and they're bringing the second one. And he's like, "I'm not a fracking Cylon. I'm not." And he sees the copy of himself <laughs> in the brig. And he's like, "Oh." <laughs> Well, well then, well. <laughs> he just feels like, oh, all right, you got me. Mm-hmm. I just, I love that reveal. How quickly his demeanor changes. He's just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, yes. <laughs> uh, Dean Stockwell, uh, Dean of, Stockwell of Quantum Leap and Dune fame. Oh. who was he in Dune? Uh, uh, oh, he Jim was Doctor uh, Wellington Yue. He was Doctor Yui. That... Yui, thank you. Uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Wow. He's been uh, he's been in, in a shit ton of stuff. He was in uh, you know an episode of Enterprise. He was in an episode of Stargate SG One. Uh, he was apparently in uh, well into his like sixties. He played the voice of Tim Drake in a uh, a Batman Beyond movie, which is hmm. odd to think of because Tim Drake, the character, would have been at most in his early twenties. <laughs> That's wild. It's a youthful energy to. Um, and you know what? No, I, I'm wrong because it's Batman Beyond. So he, it would have been an older version of Tim Drake. So uh, actually, now I want to go go see that the, re- the Return of the Joker. Anyway, that's not why we're here. Uh, but yeah, Dean Stockwell, his execution as Cavill is so great because it's dry uh, and uh, wry. I think is also mm. a, an apt word for him. Uh, there's always just a little bit of a smirk, a little bit of snark, uh, and you know. It's it's hard to tell sometimes if he's, uh, you know, having a, a joke at your expense or if he's uh, expending some of his infinite wisdom uh, <laughs> to uh, impart on you, uh, and just just a really really beautiful execution of this character. And I'm glad that you you bring up the idea of the the multiple copies because I've been thinking. Uh, throughout this entire season, what Cylons have we seen? We know that they're 12. And in fact, in this season, it's once again uh, reinforced as we you know, have the flashback and see 
uh, the original six on Caprica talking to guys, you know, yes, you know, there are many like me, there are 12 models. Uh, we have seen seven of them. So we have seven. We have seen seven. We have Leoben, we have Doral, we have Deanna, Simon, Sharon, Six, and now Cavill. That's right. We left, we were trying to recap um, after we recorded last week and we got to six. I think we forgot Simon. Yeah. How can we forget? Dean Fogg. Rick Worthy. Enough of him. There he Rick is. Rick Worthy. What a, what a guy. Amy what an actor. Just, yeah. You know, oh. for the Cylons who and who know that they are Cylons but are pretending to be human in front of the humans. So Cavill up to this point. The, I mean, mm-hmm. we didn't get much of him before, but Cavill up to this point. Simon in the beginning of his episode. It's such a fine needle to thread to be because. They want to keep us guessing, right? They want mm-hmm. the reaction that I have, which is anybody could or couldn't be a Cylon, who knows? But it also has to it has to feel good when you get that reveal. Like, it can't seem like they were trying to lead us too far in the other direction. So to be able to kind of walk that balance um, so that when Cavill shows up and then I get to say, like, he either is or he isn't, or maybe, did he say the thing because he wants us to think he's not, but he is, or... And he, he just does such a good job with that. What? And I love how Cavill tells us straight to the camera <laughs> that he's the Cylon before we get the reveal, <laughs> but it's it's delivered as a joke. We said, you know, you can't be a Cylon because I'm a Cylon and I haven't seen you at any of the meetings. I hope there's a meeting. <laughs> I hope there's at least one meeting. They I'll do be meet so happy. a lot, it there's, seems. I said there's got to be lots of meetings. What if um, there's a meeting? Hold on. One, on. Here's what I want now is for there to, in fact, be a meeting, but Tyrol, several Tyrols are Tyri. Um, a whole gaggle of Tyrol are there. And he just lied about that part. Oh, shit. That would be like, I'm trying to picture lots of Tyrols and <laughs> like, that's a, that's an interesting and strange and somewhat disconcerting thought. Hmm. Like a whole gaggle, like all the uh, Sharons yeah. in the base star. And like I think about it, and I think it's it's mostly due to the amount of exposure and like depth of character and development that we have for most of the the main recurring cast. Mm-hmm. That like um, it's the the Cylons that we've been introduced to. We mostly get in like little snippets here and there, except for Sharon. Like I'll, I'll grant that, but we mostly get little snippets here and there, uh, and so it's easier to picture them as the other the 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 cylon they're like there can be multiple versions and they can be faking it mm-hmm. it's harder for me to picture the other ones as being one of many yeah because we have these at this point now two seasons worth of rich backstory we we knew we figured out like right in the beginning of season one that sharon was a cylon so even as much backstory as they gave us for boomer that that copy we still knew and now, like two seasons in, we have that much more for everyone else, and it's going to be harder to think, like, how are you one of many? Like, you're you're yeah. you. That's such a good point because, again, so Sharon, we found out really early. Six, we do right away, mm-hmm. and then for the most part, everybody else, we either met them as Cylons early on, like Leoben. For the most part, we pretty much. I mean, we knew nothing about him except his suit was ugly, and then or not Leoben. <laughs> I always do this. Doral. 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 It does have an ugly suit. Um, and we met Leoben as a Cylon we knew right away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Simon and Deanna and Cavill, we only had for not even a full episode before we found out. So we didn't have any real connection to them. And now at this point, 
unless they're going to start throwing new characters at me to keep revealing. And at that point, it feels kind of cheap. Um, we're going to have to start really like wrestling with that is my guess. That's the crazy thing is we have two seasons left, five Cylons, and no way of knowing at this point are like, are they to be revealed or do we mm. already know who they are and just they haven't been revealed yet. And that I, I love the way that they create this tension and this slow build, slow setup of this like, uh, like hidden enemy in the fleet. Speaking of uh, Cylon reveals. Mm. Very early in the this season, we get uh, a Cylon boarding party, and we, it's revealed that this one one group of Cylons and only this one are only uh, susceptible to <laughs> explosive rounds. Yeah, <laughs> those mega Cylons. I'm, I'm still mad about that. Okay, I'm still mad that we have just this this one boarding party that is like like mega armored like <laughs> centurions that can only be killed by uh, explosive rounds and that okay. never is relevant again. Here, here. Okay. The, the reason we say that, or the reason you say that, I should say, cause I don't agree with you. The reason <laughs> you say that. Here's is, why you're wrong. Here's why you're wrong. Uh, no, here's why I disagree with you. We'll let the listeners decide who's right and who's wrong, but here's why I disagree with you. Or here's why I think it's plausible I don't know that I necessarily disagree with you, but here's why I think that it's plausible and what the writers would probably say if asked about this is the reason that comes up is because, uh, as you said, when we watched Razor, when there was a boarding party on Pegasus, they just grabbed whatever guns they had and were taking out Centurions left and right. And we've never seen anyone else have to, like, get explosive ammo other than when they're on Galactica. Mm -hmm. Now, is it possible that since Galactica is old as hell, all of their bullets are also old as hell and just not as good as what the bullets they have on Pegasus are now. Like maybe Pegasus is just equipped with better uh, small arms. So to that, I would counter with you have a bunch of civilians as well as a couple of Galactica crew members stranded on Caprica, scrounging whatever guns and ammo they can from the local, you know, Joey's gun store <laughs> or whatever. And the likelihood of them just happening to find... Uh, a reasonable cache of uh, explosive rounds and guns that can fire them uh, so that, that like they consistently have them to take on the centurions that are occupying Caprica feels very low. And so I would say that the, the writer's response would be, uh, we needed some extra tension for this episode uh, and we didn't really think it through for others. Also fair, also fair. <laughs> but uh, I would also argue that it's, I don't, I don't know how often we see them, the the civilians uh, on Caprica shooting the Centurions and, and then being successful in that. I think I, I've seen some bombings uh, that they've done. And so I think there's been a lot of like improvised explosives and like other uh, various things. I don't know that there's been a lot of like shooting successfully at the Centurions. And, and then the final thing I'll say, and then we can, uh, you can tell me why I'm wrong and we can move on, is... Um, <laughs> The final thing I'll say about this is I wouldn't put it past Kane to, in the midst of a Cylon war that they're actively engaged in, instructing everyone on the crew to just always have explosive rounds in their weapons at all times, just in case that happened. Like, that seems like a very Admiral Kane thing to do, in my opinion. The other and uh, final point that I will make in, uh, in my argument is that we see instances beyond the uh, Valley of Darkness uh, when people are shooting at Cylons 
uh, and the rounds do not explode. I'll call specifically to uh, when we see Sam Anders uh, in Downloaded. When the he's pyramid stuck. player? The pyramid player, yeah. The Cylon. Uh, when he's trapped in... <laughs> Can he be a Cylon? He's killing Cylon. No. <laughs> um, when he's trapped in the, the garage after sending the other two resistance fighters away, uh, and he realizes that you know, like he has to take out the one Cylon Centurion before it discovers and disables the bomb, he fires at it. Those rounds do not explode. They just simply pierce the Cylon's armor. And that's the, the case that we see literally any other time that someone shoots a Cylon Centurion uh, is... Rather than explosive rounds, they have apparently armor-piercing rounds. That's that's my. So uh, you were nitpicking FTL uh, in the season one recap. This is my nitpick for the season. Okay, I know I said I was done, but <laughs> I know I said I was done, but fuck you, I'm not. But what that's the, the, the f- special corner of the podcast? The final thing I'll say. The real actual final thing I'll say, and I reserve the right to have another one, depending on what you say to this. <laughs> I reserve that right. I reserve the right to get the last word. Yes. <laughs> yes, I reserve the right to get the last word. Oh, um, so so the other thing I'll say is it's also possible, you know, I think that we're thinking about this is there are... Um, many copies. There are, there are rounds there and there are, are explosive copies. rounds, and that's that seems to be the, 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 like, binary that we're looking here. Maybe there's a whole spectrum of rounds, right? <laughs> Maybe there's, like, okay. just regular-ass bullets that don't do shit against centurions, but will, you know, fuck up a human or a humanoid Cylon. Then there's armor-piercing rounds, which might be very common, but Galactica just might not have any. And then there's explosive rounds, which just, you know, that's going to mess up your day no matter what you're made of. Here is where I'll concede that you may be correct, uh, because there is a point where we do see, uh, and I think it is in this season, uh, although maybe it's towards the end of last season, I don't remember the exact timeline, we see them making bullets on Galactica. So it is entirely possible that they learn from the experience of the boarding party and make rounds that, if not explosive, can still uh, penetrate the armor of a centurion and kill it. There you so go. Maybe the answer is somewhere in between, uh, in between the lines, in between the gray areas uh, that we're looking at. This might not be a, a fun answer. But something to think about is that in 2000, <laughs> our podcast is only ever fun. <laughs> You'll not come in here with your logic. I've never once had fun on a podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. I've never I once had fun in my life. <laughs> um, so in 2003, 2004, right, um, we still weren't really um, – as big on like we definitely weren't binging through netflix for one second no. of all like you might have a i don't even know did battlestar have a were they releasing uh dvd sets as the seasons when i don't know question? they did get released on dvd i don't know what the release schedule was so mm-hmm. i imagine it was well after the season aired mm-hmm. so i mean continuity back then in the olden days wasn't such an issue because people weren't watching and rewatching and watching how many episodes so it's exactly where i was getting at where like i think it really was just the writers needed something for this episode to make it more tense more interesting Mm -hmm. uh and then later on it didn't necessarily occur to them that they needed to revisit that uh now for for the most part battlestar galactica is really good at continuity which Mm -hmm. is part of why this little thing is such a sticking point (laughs) for me point because overarching 
there is such good, like little subtle callbacks. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, we may never know. Maybe, you know, Ronald D. Moore, if you're out there, if you're listening, uh, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and we don't, we don't need to get uh, too deep into the details of the, the dark <laughs> and gritty history, but... Oh, was that not too deep? No, I, I'm sorry. I was moving. Oh, that on. was a trance. I'm so sorry. <laughs> this, this was me moving I was like, away. I think from, that was plenty. We don't need to get too deep into the details of the uh, the the munitions on the Galactica. Uh, but as, while we're at it, no. Um, yeah, we, we mentioned that that time may or may not have uh, declared martial law. Uh, we know that he did. Uh, uh, who's we're to still, say? <laughs> we're still at this point not convinced that Adama knows that he did. Uh, the fleet sure, sure knows that he did, but nobody seems to have told uh, the admiral. Uh, but we get, it would, uh, we just, get it a would break the old man's heart. We just can't would, tell him. Just nobody tell him. It would break his heart. We we get a, a couple episodes of uh, of martial law and of everything just shit just completely falling apart, and uh, you know there being a. Uh, they call it the, the massacre on the Gideon, like just lots of drama, lots of bad shit happens. But for me, these first four episodes were a blast because uh, that meant that I had to put Kitsy in charge. <laughs> <laughs> and it went about as well as it went on the show. Now, in my defense. Terrifying time in my life. In my defense, no one got shot as far as I know on this podcast <laughs> while I was in charge. Uh, as far as I know, uh, I would vouch for that, yes. So, uh, I, how I good would, is uh, your memory of things, though, for those episodes, Caleb? Fair. <laughs> so, I remember that they happened. <laughs> and good. is it that you remember that they happened, or you just know they did because we have recordings of them? <laughs> they have been published, so I can verify that they happened. And unless we had guests that I don't know about, the three of us are still here, so none of us died. <laughs> was was Lauren on during that run? Oh, when was that? <laughs> She's still alive and well, though. The the phone a friend. Yeah, it was. That, that was, that was I think that was when Starbuck was on Caprica. Yeah, which is happening now because uh, you know, the very next thing that we that we see is the the farm, which <laughs> <laughs> indeed, so, exactly. That's all you um, need to say. I think that would that have been. It was when? No, it was, it, I think it was sooner, uh, I think it was maybe toward the end of last season, or maybe it was like a flash, like not a flashback, but like a, a cut it, scene during uh, Cap, uh, these first four episodes. She was still on Earth with Hilo because they went back to her apartment. Yeah, and that's Caprica. On Caprica. What did Earth. I say? You said Earth. We keep doing that. <laughs> We're very You keep doing here. that. That's so I, funny. I think Caleb's I did it the last it too, time. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, yeah. Yeah. So anyway. this was before being captured and taken to the farm uh, when she was reliving her uh, her childhood in in her apartment with her dad's old jacket and uh, food that apparently may or may not still be good in the fridge. God. I don't know. If she's a Cylon, then Anders can't be. This is very confusing for me. Hmm. It's interesting logic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Is, listeners can't see it, but I have this like whiteboard thing that sometimes I make notes on when I'm standing here and you guys are going to come back next week and it's going to be like Charlie from Always Sunny with the lines and the Peppy Silva and werewolves all. have guns, get revenge. <laughs> get revenge. <laughs> I just bought the hoodie that says that, that Josh Rubin is selling now. Oh, it's that's very so good. good. That's so good. Um. Watch Scare Me, listeners. It's very good. And also listen to the Left of the Dial episode with Josh Rubin, the writer and director, and star and producer. Left of the Dial? Oh, whatever podcast I'm not on that 
one of you is. <laughs> Never heard of it. That's it. We have so many podcasts. You could listen to Left of the Dial, too, if you want. I don't care. We have other podcasts? <laughs> oh. As a matter of fact, uh, we have several other podcasts. In fact, you can visit nightshiftradio.com to check out all of the great shows on the Night Shift Media Group, uh, including uh, we just launched yesterday in, in calendar time, in, in the real world time, uh, the very first uh, live stream for Left of the Dial Live. Uh, and that was a blast. It was and so good. And nothing went wrong at all. I don't <laughs> know why you would even say that. <laughs> and the thing is, nobody would know anything went wrong if you don't acknowledge it. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the way I live my life. I'll know. Yep. You don't acknowledge the things that go wrong and nobody knows. Exactly. Uh, and so, yeah, like we, we have several podcasts. And uh, as we just mentioned, we're, we're branching out into non-podcast media platforms and we're, we're very excited to bring you more so make sure you keep your your eyes and ears uh glued to nightshiftradio.com as well as uh is there a way that people can get uh extra content like maybe some bonus stuff or like nope. early episodes nope can't be done no? oh okay never mind then. we haven't told kitsy about it yet it was going to oh. be a surprise for their birthday but we have recently launched no that's not the word what have we done what's the word we have recently launched a patreon what we've launched We've lunched. We've we talked lunched. about it over lunch. <laughs> Y'all went to lunch without me? Yeah. Well, we didn't I'm want to hurt so your feelings. Hungry. But yeah, I'm well, so that's, hungry. So now we're, we're going to have a Patreon. We already do. All kinds of exclusives. Is that how you paid for the lunch that you ate without me, you <laughs> jerks? <laughs> yep. Uh, so if you're interested in, uh, in helping this fledgling media group create more fantastic content, uh, you can subscribe at uh, nsrad.io slash Patreon uh, and get bonus episodes and uh, content early. Uh, Sneak Meeks uh, behind the scenes looks at uh, some of our, our new non-podcast shows coming up and and more. And uh, you know what? You will have our gratitude as well. Mm-hmm. So you can you can definitely check that out if you're interested. Uh, I will course- send you a handwritten thank you card if um, you do sign up. And Look at that. Kitsy and I have been brainstorming really cool, like, special ideas for Left of the Dial Live over the last couple of days that I think are really going to make it worth your uh, your hard-earned dollars to That's sign exciting. up. You, you know, honestly, a handwritten thank you note is one of my favorite things that I get when I order from from small businesses. And it just it, it makes me smile every time. So. Well, if you sign up for a Patreon, Caleb, I'll send one to you. Okay, good. <laughs> You'd have to share your address, though, and I know. I, I, do, I do like the idea of handwritten thank you cards, as long as I'm not the one that has to write them, because my handwriting is... My, my, my handwriting would make a doctor go, ugh! <laughs> Big same. So, you don't want one for me, because you'll look at it and go, the hell is this? And you won't know what it says. Yeah. One of my students told me I have magical unicorn handwriting, which I don't think they meant. It sounds like a compliment. I don't think it was. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, sign up. I'll send you a thank you card. We'll put that on a thing. But if you want to show some support, uh, but you're like, you know what? I just, I, I can't do a Patreon right now. You know what? We totally get it. Times have been tough. Uh, and, you know, the, you know, there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but we don't know how far away it is. And so... You know what? If you just want to go and in, in, in your your podcast player of choice, click that follow or subscribe button. You know that helps a lot, and that means a ton to us. And if you Definitely. like what we're doing, what we're doing here, and you want to go leave us a rating or review, that helps a ton. 
Uh, and you know, if you if you want to just hit us up on social media and uh, tell us that you that you, you think we're doing a good job or ask us questions, we've got people that uh, that reach out and, and chat with <laughs> us about details on the show, and I, I love that every single time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so please interact with us. And uh, if they don't know how to do that, Andrew, how can they reach us? Reach out to us on uh, social media. So you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at setcon one, the number one podcast. Please do. I live on the internet. I will. Um, Say hi, hello, um, and I'll send you a handwritten thank you card if you want, I guess. You'd have to tell me your address on the internet, and you're not supposed to do that. I'm a stranger. Um, <laughs> but I don't care. You're not a stranger. You're the president. That's you, <laughs> thank uh, you. Maybe, maybe you, can, um, you could write out a handwritten thank you card and then tweet them a picture of it. <laughs> I, will abs- I will absolutely do that. I, absolutely. First 10 people. That's oh, my goodness. Idea. I am. I th- this is a whole new a handwritten tweets. Has anyone has anyone done this yet? Is this Should a new I, thing I just invented? I'm gonna write that down on the whiteboard. It's yeah, good. Please write that down. Handwritten. It's like it's like Twitter, but it's it's handwriting. <laughs> so you handwrite your tweets and you post a picture of them, if, and then you like, throw them into the ocean. So it'll be like a it'll be like Instagram, but only it can only be pictures of handwritten notes. That's all you can post. <laughs> There'll be a there'll be an algorithm to detect if it's not a handwritten note, and it'll delete that shit and block you forever. Forever. That's like that's like Instagramming only photos of Polaroids. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly what that's it another is. Another good idea. I'll write that I down am handwriting well. all my tweets from now on. I don't know what y'all are uh, fucking typing. Uh uh-uh. uh. Uh uh-uh. I just nope. I love the idea of a week from now, Andrew sits down at her desk and looks at the whiteboard and says, "Handwritten <laughs> tweets. What is that?" <laughs> what? What, what oh, and then she edits the episode and goes, oh, that's um, fucking idiots. <laughs> I, this like, dumb I don't idea. know if we've talked about this on the podcast, but the recap episode is a good time to. Every time I think about the fact that Kobol backwards, that Lobach comes from the fact that Kobol backwards is Lobach. But there was an early episode when I said that Kobol was Earth, which I believed for a very long time. And I said, because you know what Kobol backwards spells earth and y'all disagreed with me. And then I told Kitsy to ask me again next week for some reason. So Kitsy did. And they said, and what is Kobol backwards? And I, without skipping a beat, I don't know why they asked me at the time. And I just went Lobach and we continued on. But it didn't, like, why Why would Kitsy have asked me that if not for, it didn't even question it. Lobach that, and then we continued. That was one of my favorite podcast moments ever <laughs> so stupid see every now and then we nail the continuity on this show too <laughs> yep sure do <laughs> i just you gotta love the those deep cut callback jokes good lord you do uh but hey we have multiple greatest contacts oh oh no so yeah it's, it's <laughs> who are not, they it's, <laughs> what are their transponders? Are transponders it's not <laughs> it's not good it's not good uh it's probably they're probably not friendly um more than likely. So we're going to go ahead and jump to a safer location uh, and we will. Imbe- what? I was just going to do a stand up bit to myself with Eddie Izzard. And then no, I go ahead. Go ahead. To. No, no. Just, no. We've, we've got time. I, go ahead. I just wanted to know if they. Everyone, 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 everyone be quiet. Everyone be quiet. Make space for Andrea. Let's go. We, we have Dreda's contacts. Yeah. Are you I sure just, we have time? Yeah, we have plenty of time. time. We got to go.
No, they're 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 still pretty far out. That we've got we've got at least a minute. You better. <laughs> you I better still got I still got to pull up the FTL drive. So go ahead and tell your joke while I spool up. You better take us to the break, or I'm gonna start singing. Go ahead and tell your joke while I spool up the FTL drives and calculate the jump coordinates. I and was then literally we'll be- just gonna ask if they if they wanted tea because at Izzard it's the rebels, sir. They're here. That's all. <laughs> so we're gonna go ahead and embed the jump coordinates into the ad, and uh, we will you see demanded you that. at the rendezvous coordinates. Expecting. So uh, don't. I told you it was a bad idea. Don't. Uh, I don't know. Just well. Just you did this, so, Andrea. Play the ads. And you've killed Caleb. Please play the ads. Now Please. I don't want to. Please play the ads. Come on. Think, no. Please do it now. One jump ahead of the. Please play the ads. I'll play the ads. Okay. <laughs> Oh no, Caleb. (laughs) 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 Oh, boy. I'm Michael Fight, and I'm here with a brand new show called Fight Jokes About Everything. Every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, we're going to bring up a brand new topic, something that's hot on the internet because because I live on the internet. And we're going to take those silly things, and we're going to joke about them, and we're going to, you know, talk a little bit about the history of them and talk about why the internet is such a terrible but wonderful place. So please join me every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday for this brand new Night Shift Radio original. For more information, go to nightshiftradio.com, and of course, subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Mindless monsters, once thought human, fill the streets. A corrupt government threatens the lives of the people it's meant to serve. This sounds a little too familiar. Is this real life? Or a video game you can play for fun? Shift Talk to you. Night Shift Radio's newest original production is your LGBTQ plus centered source for creative and thoughtful discussions and news at the intersection of gaming, diversity, and community. You can expect unboxings, game reviews, let's plays, community nights, celebrations of what video games are doing right, critical conversations about where the gaming industry needs to do better, and so much more. Be the first to know when new episodes drop by following us on Twitter and Instagram at NSR Shift Q. And on Twitch at Shift Alt Q to join the community. For more information about Shift Alt Q, visit nightshiftradio.com. Hi, I'm Sarah Sweeney, host of the new podcast, Latchkey Kids. Right now, we're all at home left to our own devices without any adult supervision. Each weekish, I'll talk to my fellow Latchkey Kids about what they're up to, how they're wasting time, and because I can, make them perform a dramatic reading of a TV show theme song. So join me wherever you get your podcasts. Report! <laughs> it's, a, it's a throwback. <laughs> Why is that always funny? <laughs> I don't know. I think for me it's because I picture Ty popping up like the little toasty man from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Report! <laughs> it's just like that. Drop back down. <laughs> exactly, like little... Little uh, whack-a-mole. Oh is, is someone going to give me a report? No. Oh. Um, uh, nobody's listening to you, Ty. <laughs> you frack I things up good. Assign reports. I don't give them because I'm whatever my name is, and I'm a teacher. I, I actually, I was listening to the season one recap today in, in preparation for this, trying to remember mm-hmm. how we did it. And one of the things that I, I totally forgot, it, and we uh, we talked a bit about how... Just the Galactica just happened to be like one of the only ships to survive this, and like you know, one basically the only military ship to to survive the Cylon attack, and you know the um, 
Andrea used a, a line from uh, Men in Black about like the the last line of defense from the scum of the galaxy <laughs> or something like that. I don't remember what it was. Uh, but about halfway through this season, suddenly Galactic is not alone anymore. Oh, yeah, that and happened this season, didn't it? Yeah. Another Battlestar shows up. That was wild. And it was just a very happy, pleasant time for all of us. <laughs> and it was like, it was just, it was joyful. And like their, their commander was just like a super pleasant, <laughs> very, very professional. And like, very, I'm sorry, like, by the book, but like super friendly. Well, she was, she is, she is an admiral by rank, but she was the commander of that vessel. I was getting there. Okay. Sorry. Save your snark. <laughs> <laughs> You look so sad. I'm sorry. (laughs) You're so far away now. (laughs) You're going to be in the couch in a moment. (laughs) You know what I'm most impressed right now is how long that headphone cable is. (laughs) Seriously? It's a very long cable. Um, Also, those are nice pants. (laughs) I forgot I was wearing my pajamas. I forgot I was wearing pants. <laughs> Please come back. Uh, but yeah, so the, the Battlestar Pegasus, commanded by <laughs> Admiral Kane uh, and her, her loyal crew of happy-go-lucky, friendly people who uh, you know, have just, just like full this of pluck. This room is so long. <laughs> it's a very long room. Hi, Andy. That's a pup. I didn't think I could hate anybody as much as I hated, uh, oh God. Ellen Ty? Well, also her, but the tribunal woman. Oh, with the yeah. Khakis. Oh, God. What the hell's her name? Hadrian. Hadrian. Sergeant Hadrian. Sergeant Hadrian. Yeah. Whatever happened to her? Like, she hasn't been around there a lot. I mean, they might have. Is she a Cylon? We don't know. <laughs> okay, you do. You two absolutely know. <laughs> you, didn't, you, didn't think you, you didn't think you could hate anyone as much as Sergeant Hadrian, and yet here we are with Admiral Kane, who was really just fantastically acted, but terrible character. Mm-hmm. It's okay because she's super dead now. She's <laughs> so dead. Unless. She's so dead, and so is the rest of her fucking command crew. <laughs> Partly at her own hand is the thing. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah, I mean, we learned because uh, also this season we watched the uh, the crossover or not crossover. We watched the uh, the feature length episode called Razor, uh, which we did as a crossover episode with the Never Heard of It podcast. And uh, what is this Baltar, a crossover episode? It was a crossover episode. <laughs> oh. Guys, Baltar himself, uh, Michael Fight, joined us, uh, <laughs> and that, that was that was magnificent. Um, but yeah, we we got to to see that. We got to see the uh the history of the the Pegasus where they were you know, in the shipyards when the Cylons attacked and destroyed every other Battlestar in the fleet except them. They just managed to happen to to jump away just in time because uh all the other Battlestars were getting taken out with a single nuke and the Pegasus was just tagging a pummeling uh which uh, I told you I recently watched a uh, kind of like a, a ranking and like technical breakdown of the, the various battle stars that we that are seen in the, the battle star universe. Uh, the Pegasus being one of the uh, newest and uh, toughest models, uh, and 
Kissy, something something wrong? Do you want to share with the class? I'm sorry. I just... <laughs> oh, boy. This isn't going to be nearly as funny as it is no. to me, to oh, everyone that's... else. That's I was trying to just, like, get over it and not have to interrupt the podcast with it. That's why I pushed my mic away, but you since you called me out. Um, <laughs> have we made a send nukes joke yet? No. <laughs> You can you can resume the podcast now. <laughs> you know what? I actually I take that back. That was exactly as funny as it was to me. I'm glad <laughs> that was that was excellent. Well done. I'm glad you enjoyed that. Send nukes. Send nukes. N o o k s. Uh, the uh, you know, the the Pegasus manages to jump away just in time. Much as we see Galactica do throughout the the first season, where like seconds before the nukes hit, they they jump away to safety. Pegasus does this, but Kane goes on a, on a, on a warpath, hunting down the uh, the Cylons and striking them wherever they, they catch up to them, even when they're uh, vastly outnumbered and outgunned, which leads to the death of her uh, mostly unnamed uh, mm-hmm. XO when he uh, disobeys her order and refuses to engage the, the superior Cylon fleet, and she kills him with his own gun uh, and promotes Fisk on the spot. And, of course, uh, after Kane is uh, un- unceremoniously but uh, justly killed by her former lover, Gina, the Sith. Yeah. We see Fix- Fisk uh, take over, but uh, get embroiled in, in some corruption in, in the black market and uh, eventually garroted by mm-hmm. a gangster. Uh, and we get the, the promotion of the, uh, the chief engineer, uh, who also does a terrible job. The, the, <laughs> the chain of command on the Pegasus, Oof. Just, just not, not good. Not good. But eventually, our very own uh, once captain, then major, <laughs> and now commander, Lee Adama. He was uh, major for like a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was like less than like a month, half an episode. Yeah. Uh, he was basically major during the entirety of the, uh, the, the chief engineer's uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> tenure as commander, uh, which didn't last very long before he, he got himself killed in the, the vacuum of space while Whoa, repairing. whoa, whoa. He died saving lives. He did. Okay. I just uh, want to acknowledge that. He is a hero. From a scenario that he put them in, in danger. Okay. All right. But <laughs> he but died you know what? frantically fixing his own mistake. You know what? A man lives with his decisions <laughs> and he accepts them. And I forget how, how the speech goes, but that's what he did. He did that. That is that technically thing correct. <laughs> Something the best that... kind of correct. <laughs> Before we get too far away from this, something I want to just as a first time watcher reinforce for other listeners who might be watching for the first time, because it's something that gets lost on me often when we talk about this, is that Razor was filmed and released long after, right? Like Mm -hmm. a couple of years after Mm -hmm. the series finale. Mm -hmm. Is that that's correct? I believe that's correct. At least a year. We will try to confirm for you because this this series uh, took place or aired in 2005 and early 2006. Razor's 2007, I think. Which. Oh, God damn it. Oh, God damn it. Mm -hmm. Oh, here we go. Yeah. 2007. Uh, Yeah. So easily at least a year after, if not a couple of years after um, the episodes were filmed and aired. Yeah, especially after season two where we watched it. Um, And there's so much 
to me, it seems crucial information in that movie that people watching this the first time through or even people who are watching it in release order, which I'm sure some people uh, choose to do, that they just don't have yet, which is really interesting to me. The idea that they only saw Kane up until Gina killed her and Mm -hmm. are assuming they're never going to see her again or maybe speculating that she herself was a Cylon and could pop back up. And I guess that is possible still, even having seen Razor, but that she's one of the people who is in my much more unlikely, because obviously I don't think anybody's ruled out. I don't think that I think anybody's ruled out yet, Um, but Kane is definitely on my lesser uh, suspected list. Here's the other side of that, is that the mid to late 2000s were prime for the concept of webisodes or like Mm. mini web series that were companion to TV shows that that if you didn't watch them in real time when they were live on that one-off like dedicated website uh, or like possibly the network website, like some shows did, the chances of you finding and seeing them now, pretty slim. I There is a Razor uh, web series, Razor Shorts, that was designed to uh, accompany this movie that uh, I wanted us to watch and discuss in conjunction with Razor or possibly in a separate episode, uh, but they're not all available, and the ones that are available are mostly poor quality video rips on YouTube. Uh, so there's even more story out there oh somewhere um, that... That flashes out this this tale even more. Can I just can I just say that razor shorts sound uh, dangerous <laughs> and uncomfortable? Yes, you can say that. Sure, and I, I do not want to wear them. Thank you. Well, you have to. There's a, a couple instances of that because uh, you know I, I mentioned that towards the end of season four. We're going to be watching another movie called The Plan, but then there's at least one or two more groupings of like web series or like short episodes that are in the recommended watch order that I found. Uh, cool. That it disappoints me that we and our, our listeners will probably never get a chance to see unless someone out there happens to have them. Is like I can upload these to to YouTube for the minute and a half before we get you know copyrights. Yeah, aren't um aren't there some webisodes between season two and three also? I don't remember. I feel I like there were because I think I remember watching them. This is um, another issue where I would love to put my sleuth hat on and try to hunt these down, but I'd be too afraid to stumble into something. You would absolutely (laughs) spoil things. Mm. Allow me to to correct myself momentarily. It was called Razor Flashbacks, not Razor Shorts. So uh, (laughs) that's less less dangerous. Less dangerous, yes. Uh, There is um, somewhere, looks like it sits pretty uh, easily right at the end of season two is a web series called The Resistance. So presumably with no additional information, that's based off the human resistance on Caprica. Uh, So I would think that that would fit kind of right between parts one and two of Lay Down Your Burdens uh, because we get to see the the fight and the plight of the human resistance on Caprica. And then in season four, about halfway through, there is a 10-part web series called The Face of the Enemy. Uh, and then towards the end, we have the, uh, the plan, uh, another movie. Uh, so there's, there's at least three web series and two feature length episodes that provide so much additional context and flavor to this story. It's like, this is such a rich universe and I Mm -hmm. love it. Kitsy, please for us, do, do your best. I'll, I'll Um, find them, uh, and we can decide if we want to talk about them on the podcast or not. Okay. Um, but I'll find them. 
it's been a while since I've asked y'all to join me here in the Lost Corner. But oh. while we're talking about... Uh, Ooh, sorry. Can we get the theme song for the Lost Corner? Boom. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's it. That's all. Kids listeners forgot. That's all it is. Um, I'm imagining a Lost rewatch where I'm somehow able to include all of the extra episode content where I'm sending listeners to call weird 800 numbers that I found off of a Sprite commercial in the middle of an episode that then gave you the link to a website for some sort of like biological like uh, research unit that then sends you to some kind of game like it was that shit was deep deep deep. So many shows around this time period were doing basically doing ARGs mm-hmm. as like you know, contemporary, or as I like shows. to call them, ARGs. ARGs. Uh, that's Heroes a hint was for doing that too. Yeah, that's right. Oh, that shit ruled. That's why yeah, Lost I mean, took over my life. They had the the web series. They had comic books uh, that were actually really fucking good, uh, and so on. Lost uh, had books published that didn't have anything to do with the lore or anything of the show. They had just been mentioned on the show. And then they made those books a reality in our world just to further flesh out the, it was just, what didn't, a show. Didn't that, that one dude's band also like, ha- the album actually came out like you all, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Drive shaft. Drive um, shaft. I think so. That, that song for sure. Um, I feel like I remember there being an album. Anyway, that's not Battlestar Galactica. So we that's a Battlestar Galactica. Ju- <laughs> we learned just before the season finale that uh, all of these things that we were witnessing in the first two seasons of this show happened in a roughly like nine to ten month span, and so all of this shit the the Pegasus coming back, the chain of command falling apart and like just fracking things up left and right, finding and destroying the Cylon resurrection ship, stopping their ability to just automatically be like, boom, new body motherfuckers, you know, and you know basically just continue this war of attrition against the the humans. Lee getting promoted to commander, first major then commander of the uh, the Pegasus. Us having a whole episode dedicated to uh, an, uh, you know, a, a very angry, bitter uh, Cylon Raider with a, a literal chip on <laughs> its well, on its face, but you know, figuratively on its shoulder, literally in its face. All of this happens just so, 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 so quickly, and then we get to the last um, two episodes of the season, and we have a literal one-year time jump, and that time jump is longer than everything we've seen so far, <laughs> and also, it's still blowing my mind. Also, I would argue that the most significant things happen in that time jump that we gloss over a whole year of them settling a planet. So, like, oh, the glasses are on. <laughs> I, I keep having to take them off because it's hot in this room and they keep fogging up. Um, we've got, there is a winter storm warning and we have no idea uh, if there's the possibility that we might lose power mm. overnight. So we've got the heat kicked up a bit. And so mm. in this room, it's getting particularly warm. Um, but yeah, so here's where I, I think we should talk about theories and, and predictions for uh, the next season, because what I would love to see, because get to, you're absolutely right. We skipped a whole year and a lot of shit happened. I mean, we've got uh, Baltar doing a, a predictably terrible job as the president. 
We have Chief Tyrrell. He's the union boss. Like, what happened there? Mm -hmm. Adama grew a badass mustache. Hell yeah. Lee uh, let his workout routine go. Rosalind started a school. Oh, the Cylons are back, by the way. The what? And the, the Cylons are back. Uh, they you just like the they in, 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 <laughs> and and, uh, and captured and occupied Caprica. They've done the same on New Caprica. Uh, luckily, without nuking it first this time around. So Nuke it's not Cap. Beat you to it. <laughs> Damn it! You know uh, we never did make those Portman T-shirts. It's not too late. It's not too late, Ethan. Draw them up. Um, I, I I do just want to call out that. If they didn't want the Cylons to come and occupy it, they shouldn't have named it after the place that the Cylons showed up and occupied in the first place. That seems Not like a Caprica. judgment call. Mm-hmm. Can can we talk just real briefly about the significance of the Cylons finding it because of a nuclear explosion? Like the, is that, that Baltar caused. That Baltar caused. Uh, much like Baltar was the... Uh, you know, the basically direct directly responsible for the Cylons being able to access the colonial defense grid and destroy the 12 colonies to begin with. Baltar just can't stop screwing humanity. He sucks. <laughs> Literally, and uh, I guess it's more <laughs> Cylon. Well, now that... I guess we don't He's, know if those two chicks aren't actually, Cylons. We, Baltar's harem, for lack of a better word, <laughs> and, and New Caprica. We don't, we don't know if they're human or Cylon. Um, so, yeah... That's that's what I want to see in at least uh, the coming episodes. If not, I mean, honestly, I think a whole season can be dedicated to that, but uh, I, I feel like that's probably not going to be the case. Uh, but I want to see more of what fucking happened on New Caprica to get us to that point. And then, of course, like, where do we go from here with the Cylons occupying again? Well, yeah. Caleb, since you and I obviously know what happens, <laughs> uh, Andrew, I'd love to hear your theories and your predictions for season three. Yeah, so, well, the first thing I'll say is it's still crazy to me that they let less than a year go by before they started to let their guard down, the humans. Like, Cylons have before left seemingly out of nowhere only to return bigger and badder. Like, that's, we see that happen in in Razor. Mm -hmm. um, Adama's in the middle of on the ground warfare and they all just take off which is ostensibly what happens in lay down your burdens Those arms what suckers. am i laying down yeah <laughs> fully, that's the other thing you know, our first a, time watchers would miss that's he that's really a, does that's a good point though like like they do let their guard down really quick like for, like for contrast for contrast uh 9-11 september 11th uh 2001 uh, it's 20 year anniversary will be this year and I still have to take my shoes off at the fucking airport. Yeah. So like, yeah, they let their guard down pretty fucking quick. You're right. I agree. Oh man. Imagine how embarrassed the, the first spy that tried to go through us, uh, T uh, TSA, <laughs> with with, shoes? no, with gun shoes, you know, those, <laughs> those movie gun shoes where like they click their heels and a gun pops out and they shoot. <laughs> Like, they would have been real fucking embarrassed. Yeah, they would have felt real yeah. silly, huh? Like, oh, shit. <laughs> I thought, oh, no, my gun shoes. <laughs> Who hit these guns in my shoes? Like, because not only are you probably, you get bare minimum, you're going to get your gun shoes taken away. <laughs> uh, oh, absolutely. And then you got to be barefoot on the flight. You're likely to be arrested, let's be real. <laughs> uh, but then, like, your your whole cover's blown and, like, like... 
So much for being a secret agent, dumbass. Oh boy, you're gonna hear about it down at the office the next day. They're never oh gonna boy. let you lose that one down. Then, like you're you're the guy that lost his gun shoes and got arrested at the airport. <laughs> then Imagine they just call you gun shoes forever. By, <laughs> by by a TSA agent making minimum wage who's yeah. been on the job for a week. Mm-hmm. Way to spy, Jeff. <laughs> we did this in the <laughs> In the last recap, we 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 ripped into Cylon Jeff, who everyone hates. <laughs> now they're spying Jeff that everyone hates. Why is it, is it the always same Jeff? It's the same, the same Jeff. Jeff. There, um, there are many. Comments. Spy Jeff is a Cylon. I feel like I feel like Spy I have a, a coin flip that happens in my head, um, and I, I have to apologize to half of long since forgotten Caleb's uh, band for this because whenever I have to like blame something on somebody or like call out a name and like you know berate this magical person there's a coin flip in my head and it either lands on Steve or Jeff Jeff. every time and it has nothing to do with your uh, with with the guys in your band because this has happened going on for years before I knew any of you Um, but it's just it's always for me it's always either Steve or Jeff those are the only two names that I can come up with in a moment's notice when I have to make fun of some imaginary person. To be fair. To be uh, fair. They, they are both pretty shady. <laughs> it's hard to imagine a time when you two didn't know each other, for me, anyway. <laughs> That's hard for me, too. It's it's how I feel really about Ty and Adama. So that makes sense. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, Andrew, any other... Uh... Any thoughts, any predictions, any anything that you want to see, anything that you think we won't see? Mm, I hope we find out who all 12 Cylons are by the end of the show. So that's, I like to start with some lit. My therapist tells me like your goals should be achievable. So I'm starting with that one. What if they leave us guessing like there's two that they don't tell us about at the very end? That would be. F- <laughs> I'm like, the, the, there's there's one left and the credits start rolling and then it's like oh by the way it's Jeff Jeff's a Cylon. <laughs> we knew it was Jeff. Of Fucking course, Cylon course, Jeff. We knew it. Of course it's Cylon Jeff. Uh, the, so we've got this time jump a year forward. However, we have seen Battlestar do the thing of one you know 48 hours later 36 hours prior six days Mm -hmm. ahead five days behind like they're not afraid to move backward and forward so i wouldn't be totally surprised if season three opens with the cylons coming through that last shot the end of season two and then we get the title you know the subtitle whatever at the bottom that says one year prior and it's like Baltar's trying to set up a tent and be like, ah, fuck this, and getting back on Air Force One or whatever. <laughs> Colonial um, One. Colonial One. Who <laughs> did I? Air Force One. It's funny because that's also been like how I've experienced this last year of time. <laughs> like six years, <laughs> six years later, seven months ago. <laughs> five days, yeah. Five, five days prior, three no hours clue. later, <laughs> 45 minutes ago. <laughs> oh, God. That is accurate and it hurts <laughs> i i also had the thought briefly what if one of the cylon reveals was in like the web series and if you didn't watch that like you just never know and they, they never address the, the fact that the person's a cylon God. the rest of the show i mean they could do it with anybody who's dead and doesn't come back because there'd be no like like oh, if Hadri- hadrian were a cylon and i never saw her again and they revealed it this is where you find out that Billy really was a Cylon because he comes back in the web it. series. God damn it, I knew it. 
Speaking of time, uh, it is currently uh, March 351st, uh, 2020. 351st, wow. Yeah. It's been almost a year. It's almost March 365th. God. (laughs) This is the longest March of my life. Um... (laughs) On, not yeah. to get like too sincere on Maine, but I feel like watching the show and recording with y'all is the only way I've been like marking time the last year. I don't know what I would have done. I just would have been like, oh, if sitting I didn't in my have room these, eating crackers. I, if I didn't have these podcasts and this like left the dial live project I've been working towards, like I would have gone, I would have lost my mind. I mean, 100%. Having to know certain days of the week to remember <laughs> to record or For do real? show notes or whatever. Uh, and, like having to know when a month changes over so I can update the the Nahoit website schedule. Uh, all of these things are basically like the way that I've demarked time through mm-hmm. the, the last year. And yeah, I, I also don't know what I would have done if I just like, just, just work, like just having to get up in the morning and sit at my computer and do work and then move to a different computer to do other things. Like yeah, go, go sit at the TV and watch TV uh, and like, yeah, I don't. I don't know how I would have done it either. I, I really mm-hmm. don't. So I'll never say it again. But I'm. I'm. I'm thankful for y'all and our our little podcast and our growing network. And that's that's the closest don't I get, get to heartfelt. To yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't even look directly at my screen while I was saying that. That's how. That I have it on tape. That. I can play it back anytime I want. Well, on on that note. Uh, I think we're uh, we're at a good spot to uh, to wrap up this season two recap. And much like uh, the Battle Stars, Galactica, and Pegasus, spool up our uh, FTL drives and get the yeah. fuck out of here at the first sign of danger, <laughs> and uh, leave everyone else behind. <laughs> oh yeah, that is how the fucking season ends, yep. isn't it? Cylons show up and Lee's like, "Dad, we gotta go." But we'll be back. But we'll be back. <laughs> but we'll be back. So yeah, join us next week when we start our journey into season three so of Battlestar Galactica. I'm so excited. So say we all. So say we all. So say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition 1 is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.